Greeting business lovers, especially those of you with a keen interest in real estate and economic development, we've got something special for you today. I'm Dominic Kappa, Editor-in-Chief of Columbus Business First, and you're listening to The Kicker, a regular podcast that features our reporters and editors looking behind what's creating the business headlines in Central Ohio. For this podcast, we set loose Evan Weiss, one of our intrepid reporters, to synthesize the messages we heard at our annual Power Breakfast today. We gathered more than 900 folks, mostly from the real estate community, at one of our most prestigious events, and they came to hear about some important updates and new projects in development for the Columbus region. Evan spoke with Sandra Doyle Ahern, who is president of EMH&T, one of the largest civil engineering firms in the region. Joel Pizzuti, president of the Pizzuti Companies, a prominent and closely watched developer from town. Lou Rossilli, CEO of Rossilli Construction Company, a contractor that has been well-known in Columbus building circles for decades. And Kenny McDonald, president and chief economic officer of Columbus 2020, the region's primary economic development organization. Before some hit on a variety of topics vital to anyone interested in doing business in Columbus, from where the next development frontiers are forming to why we're seeing bigger, more complex projects coming from developers, to why balances become critical to smart development. And you'll hear an update on where Metro Ohio stands in its ambitious quest to create 200,000 new jobs by the year 2020. Here's what Evan heard. All right, I've got uh, Sandy with EMH&T here, and I am Evan Weiss with Columbus Business First. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. You are going to be talking about a big project that you're working on at this morning's Power Breakfast. Could you give me a little insight as to what that is? Sure. Uh, One of the things that we're going to focus on in the next few years is a project called Hamilton Corridor, and this is in the northeast side of Columbus, just uh, on the edge of New Albany. And it's an area that's interesting because it's one of the last remaining parcels in Columbus that has direct access to an interchange. So there's a large area that's going to be developed through an economic development agreement with both office, retail, housing, some senior living, and so forth. Is that the same intersection at Hamilton and 161 that who else is involved in that project? That, yeah, that's correct. So that the project and is being... realigning Hamilton Road, is that Yes, right? that's yeah. correct. Okay. The project is being developed by a joint venture team of Casto, Daimler, and New Albany Company. Mm-hmm. And then the site work um, so in terms of design for both the infrastructure and the, um, site, the site itself is something that EMH&T is working on currently. Mm-hmm. And that is a project that has a vast mix of uses. Are you seeing a lot of business in that sense? Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a large mixed-use development, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about today. A lot of what's happening is mixed-use development, and it's a really interesting trend. Although we certainly have a lot of mixed-use in the region already, a lot of what is going on is tailoring to pedestrian-friendly types of environments where people can work and live and play, so to speak. Um, and you really can see it. it. These projects are underway. It's not something we're talking about. It's something that's actually happening. And that's not just Columbus, right? No, that's correct. But in the central Ohio region alone, there are a number of municipalities that are partnering with the developers to make these things happen. And I think that's really how things are actually going to continue to get done through partnering. What are some other parts of town 
or central Ohio as a whole that you're finding are very active or have the potential to be some of the next frontiers, so to speak, over the next five, 10 years? Uh, I think you're going to continue to see a lot in the Grove City area and certainly with Rickenbacker adjacent or nearby to Grove City. There's a lot happening with redevelopment potential in Grove City and certainly with the intermodal area down at Rickenbacker and our connection to the rest of the world. I think you'll continue to see quite a bit happening there. We're also seeing a lot downtown, though, too. We're going to, I'll talk a little bit today about the redevelopment opportunity on the Scioto Peninsula, which I think is actually really exciting because there's revitalization going on down there that's going to make it an excellent area for business opportunity. Do you think that will finally make Franklinton the neighborhood that people have said it could shape into for the past? 10 years. Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah, And again, things are underway. It's not a hope. It's actually happening with the construction of Vets Memorial. We're going to talk briefly today about a new uh, park an underground parking garage that's going to help anchor the area next to COSI. And the development opportunity in that area is pretty tremendous. So yeah, I think it absolutely will. All right. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, Evan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. All right, so we'll hop right in. You're going to talk about three different projects, it sounds like, at this morning's Power Breakfast? I hope so, yes. And and explain to me uh, what each of those, maybe collectively, the, the general theme of how it relates to Columbus development. Well, I think if you look at the way our company approaches our business here locally, um, it's a fairly balanced approach. We uh, are involved in a number of different product types, and that really serves as a backdrop for where I think our city is today and where it's headed in the future. We're a very balanced city. We're, We're young, we're educated, we're diverse, and there are a lot of opportunities in a lot of different sectors. I want to talk about Grove City and this Broadway Station project. Mm -hmm. They are really rethinking their city hall, from what I understand. Are you, do you expect a lot of cities to take a similar approach where there's a, a mix of uses and city halls really embedded in the community more so? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure how you know, each individual city will approach it. I, I do believe that you know, smaller cities like Rose City are thinking very similarly to larger cities like Columbus. Um, everybody wants to have a vibrant town center, a vibrant downtown, if you will. Uh, you know, the, ne- the national demographic trends are for people to move back downtown regardless of age, but there will always be more people living in the suburbs than living downtown. And I think those suburban neighborhoods, those suburban cities, they want a vibrant downtown experience. The Joseph in the Short North has been one of the prominent projects of the last few years. Do you expect the the short north to start to grow up and and in height and see more projects that really bring it along to the uh, a new frontier? Well, I think if 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 one looks at what's been announced or at least uh, proposed uh, in the short north, it's it's obvious that uh, that the neighborhood's going to become a little bit more dense. Uh, I'm hopeful that the success of our project. Um, Shows people that, <clears throat> excuse me, it is possible to to develop a uh, you know a unique dense project in the middle of a historic neighborhood and and allows for a thoughtful way to do it so it fits in with the neighborhood and doesn't detract from it. And you have projects not just in Columbus but Florida, around the country. I believe Nashville, Florida, and- Chicago, Nashville are all cities in which we're active. And what are the development prospects in Columbus compared to other cities? I think Columbus stacks up very very favorably against. Uh, 
most markets, you know, there there's that sort of top five, you know, some of the coastal markets, the New Yorks, Boston, San Francisco's, and those are those are different animals. But um, as far as cities to which I would compare Columbus, I think we're in a great position. We're we're young, we're balanced, we're 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 fairly well, edu- extremely well educated, uh, affluent. Our demographics are fantastic, and we're growing. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Evan. And what are you going to touch on at this morning's Power Breakfast? Well, uh, at this morning's Power Bref- Breakfast, I've been asked to, um, to reference four projects that we're currently involved with in downtown Columbus. So I uh, plan to comment on the new shelter, the Poindexter Village Phase 2, the White Castle Mixed Use uh, Project, and the Arena West Development. What are you finding are some development trends that are driving Central Ohio? Well, clearly property values are going up, and in order to get the, uh, the, the project performance to work, uh, they're needing greater density. So the true mixed-use concept, I feel, is really coming into full effect, more so than we've, see- than we've seen in previous cycles. So you've got structured parking, you've got a retail commercial component, and then on the upper levels, typically, you see, see some form of housing or residential. Um, it's making for bigger projects, more complex projects, and I feel it's kind of giving our city more of a, a big city feel. And you mentioned that Borer project in the short north with White Castle. That's right. Falls right in line with that mix of uses. But it seems like some neighbors are always skeptical about the height and the massing of the building. Is that something that Columbus just needs to get over or <laughs> be a happy medium? We were talking to a general contractor. So, you know, of course, I think we uh, should push the envelope a little bit. But, you know, your, your previous interviewee, uh, Joel, I think what they have done down at the Joseph is remarkable and has really set the stage for what future develops developments could be in the short north. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to show a couple of renderings of the White Castle development today. I know you've probably published a couple in Business First. I think it fits in very well to the neighborhood. Kenny, Columbus 2020 last year marked the halfway point of some of your goals, and those were publicized. We're now into 2016. Where are we in that process, and are we going to hit all those goals? We feel really great. Um, we are at about 111,000 net new jobs uh, so far this decade. The most we've ever done in a decade is about 137,000. So we're we're well above pace. We're about 70% uh, to our goal halfway through the decade. Now we've got a lot of work to do, and we do have some headwinds against us. We have a kind of a volatile global economy these days. Uh, uh, we have. Uh, uh, a changing workforce. Not only do we have boomers retiring, but we have a, a millennial workforce entering the workplace that wants to work a little bit differently. Our communities and our businesses are going to have to change pretty rapidly to do that. But we couldn't really be more excited. We have a, a position of relative strength uh, as it uh, uh, as we look at our competitors. Nobody would really argue that Columbus is a hot city, so to speak, right now. How do we keep it that way? Uh, well, we got to work at it. Nothing's promised to us, right? It could, all, it could all dissipate this year or over the next five years, and we are gonna have to, we're going to have to have leadership, number one, and we're, we're, we're very blessed to have great business leaders uh, from small businesses all the way up to our Fortune 500. Uh, they're willing to do extraordinary things for, to, to help us all do it. We also have great public leadership here. 
and have uh, a new mayor in the city of uh, Columbus, uh, Mayor Ginther, but we have wonderful mayors and public servants all over this region that are willing to sit at the table with business and work out things uh, and help them meet their challenges. So um, uh, that starts there. And then, and then it goes into things like infrastructure, meeting the workforce challenge, and uh, nurturing our high-growth businesses. I mean, they've got a lot of work to do, and we can't take our foot off the pedal. You travel around the country and even the world attracting businesses to Columbus. What are you finding are some competitive cities right now? Well, you know, we're on a lot of great lists. Uh, we, we, we're on a list a lot of times as a, you know, on the top of the list in the Midwest. Uh, but we're on a lot of lists with Austin, Texas, and Seattle, Washington, and uh, great cities like Portland, Oregon, and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we're proud to be on that list. We've got to work to stay on that list. But we do belong there, right? We have uh, legitimately, we have uh, a young, educated workforce. We have uh, the infrastructure and uh, the resources to compete. Um, and, you know, we, we, we think that uh, uh, we can hang in the game with anybody. To speak to development specifically, we're seeing downtown Columbus pretty active. Dublin is building their Bridge Street district and other suburbs are trying to have dense mixed-use developments. Are you finding that's something that's making Columbus more attractive on, on the whole? Absolutely. We're, uh, we're a progressive city, and uh, we're a progressive region that is uh, changing with the times, and we always have, and we probably always will. And it's important that we continue to look at what industry needs and what the workforce needs more than ever, right? Uh, talent is the currency of today's economy. And if we can build communities where talent wants to live and work and play, then companies will actually uh, meet us at that place. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. There you have it. What some prominent development and real estate experts in town see is important to the recipe for growth in the region, one of the, re- one of the Midwest's brightest and most promising cities. If you're interested in hearing the full presentations they made at our Power Breakfast, we have that for you. Just search our website at columbusbusinessfirst.com for that podcast or go to SoundCloud and iTunes to find it. I warn you, it's a little bit long, but their keynote talks were rich in the kind of detail that helps explain how, where, and why Columbus is growing. Until next time, that's it for us at Columbus Business First. Thanks for listening.